All material used is for nonprofit educational purposes only. Some material has not been authorized by the copyright holder, however, available for your spiritual growth. No transgression is intended. Our topic today is the falling away, as recorded in 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 3 through 4. Apostle Paul gives a warning to the Thessalonians. Apostle Paul continues to explain this falling away in greater detail. Let us read 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 3 through 4. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Please join us for today's message, The Falling Away. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to our weekly radio program, For the Time Has Come. We are honored to bring to you an uncompromising holy word, line upon line, serving you fresh manna from the holy word of Elohim God through Welcome Holy Spirit International Ministry. We offer spiritual marriage counseling, spiritual guidance, spiritual education, preparation for the return of Christ. Call or email us with your prayer request. We are available in your area for spiritual speaking engagements. We appreciate those who give to help us continue bringing the gospel around the world. We also like to thank BBS Radio for airing this program weekly. During these end times, stay ready, be made ready. For the time has come, is now. Don't miss out. Come journey with us. And now, get ready for an uncompromising fresh word as the Bride of Christ be made ready. Here's your host, Apostle Sheldon and Prophet Sharon. Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast. Yes. And we have a wonderful topic to share with you today on the falling away taken from the Holy Scriptures. Amen. Apostle Paul is speaking and he's telling us there will be a falling away first. In fact, we're in that time and hour now mm. that we need to pay attention. We need to understand God's grace is sufficient for our lives, but we have to take heed to it. We have to know that we cannot take His grace for granted. That's right. And we must take heed to His warnings. Mm. We must stay alert and be aware of the signs, the signs of the times. Things are changing rapidly, and we don't know what to expect next, but because God is in control. Yeah. He's showing us great and mighty things. So again, we must stay alert, and we must understand that 
It's more about than just having a ministry. We must understand that our gifts are without repeat. That's right. And so we don't come into the presence of the Lord the way we want to. His thoughts and ways are higher than ours. Amen. And that is written in scripture. So we must not say, you know, we can come into his presence any kind of way. And we must remember, there is a falling away because people are leading to their own understanding. Amen. We are not to be deceived. We're not to be deceived. His word is truth. For he is the truth, the way, and the life. Amen. When we bring you these words, they're his. That's Give right. it to us thousands of years ago. We're not to take it personal. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. So let's get ready for today's message, which is the falling away. There are important developments that will take place before the second coming of Christ. And our discussion today is recorded from 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. In Matthew 24 verse 24 we find, For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Now, let us reflect back on 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 3 through 4, which reads, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Apostle Paul tells us in this passage of Scripture that the day is coming for the man of sin to be revealed as the son of perdition who will oppose and exalt himself above all that is called God. This man will be worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of Elohim God, showing himself as God. This religious leader will style himself to be as great as God and people will believe him. Why will some people believe him? Let us read together the evidence given to us according to the scriptures. Let us read 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 11, which reads, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved and for this reason God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie as we shared what Apostle Paul declared to us about the falling away that leads up to this lawless leader, according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, 
and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Elohim God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. This man of lawlessness will be worshipped as God in the temple of Elohim and people will believe him. We continue to reiterate this message because of the hour we are in and people will believe the man of lawlessness. We pray that you pay close attention to this word and to the warnings of it. We read earlier in 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 3 through 4 whereby Apostle Paul is warning the Thessalonians let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Apostle Paul was telling the Thessalonians not to be deceived by any means, for the day of Yeshua will not come unless the falling away comes first. These Thessalonians were afraid that they were in the great tribulation, in other words, the day of the Lord, and they feared that they had missed the rapture. The English word rapture is not found in scripture. It is called caught up. Apostle Paul demonstrates that they are not in the day of Christ because if they were, then certain signs would be present. These false teachers were deceiving the new converts to believe that the day of Christ had already come. Let us continue. We find in Matthew 24, verses 11 through 12, Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. The Holy Scriptures of Matthew 24, verse 11 through 12, tells us that these false prophets deceived others because of their lawlessness. For centuries, many have witnessed these false prophets arising. Matthew 24 verse 24 is talking about then and now because there have been many false prophets who have risen since the 17th century until now. Let us take a look. In the 17th century, we find a false prophet by the name of Reese Evans, who later renamed himself Arise Evans. He was arrested and imprisoned around the year 1650 for impersonating Christ. In the 18th century, a false prophet by the name of Silivanov. This false prophet led an underground Russian Orthodox Church, styling himself as the Son of God and Redeemer. Also in the 18th century, a false prophet by the name of Anne Lee was the founder and the leader of the Shakers. Her followers referred to her as Mother, believing that she was the female incarnation of Christ on the earth. In the 19th century, there was a false prophet by the name of John Nichols Tom, who claimed to be the savior of the world and the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. 
Also in the 19th century, we find Arnold Potter, who claimed the spirit of Jesus Christ entered into his body, and he became Potter Christ, son of the living God. He died in an attempt to ascend into heaven by jumping off a cliff. Baha'u'llah was the head of major religions including Hinduism, Judaism, Buddhism, Christianity, and Islam. He founded the Baha'i Faith in 1863 and he claimed to be the prophesied fulfillment and promised one. Mirza Ghulam Ahmad claimed to be the awaited Mahdi as the second coming and likeness of Jesus. He was an Indian religious leader and the founder of the Ahmadiyya movement in Islam. He claimed to have been divinely appointed as the promised Messiah of the Mahdi faith, as well as the Islamic prophecies regarding the end times. William W. Davies of the 19th century was the leader of a Latter-day Saint schismatic group called the Kingdom of Heaven. Davies taught his followers that he was the Archangel Michael and that he had previously lived as the Biblical Adam, Abraham, and David. Cyrus Reed Teed was a religious leader and self-proclaimed Messiah. Carl Brown claimed to be the partial reincarnation of Jesus. In the 20th century, we find Haile Selassie rose to power and still is the key figure of the Rastafari religious movement in Jamaica. It is recorded that some believe that Haile Selassie is a descendant of the son of King Solomon and the Queen of Sheba. The Rastafarian religion is a Jamaican religious movement who regard Haile Selassie as the Messiah and that the African people are the chosen people. Marcus Garvey's prophecy was reported as, Look to Africa, when a black king shall be crowned. The Rastafarian religion referred to the name Jah as the incarnation of Jesus. Let us as believers take note that none of the disciples who walked with our Hebrew Savior referred to him as Jah because there are no J's in the Hebrew alphabet. The letter J is derived from the English alphabet only and the letter J is nowhere to be found in the Hebrew alphabet, then or now. We are not to be deceived in knowing who the God of Israel is, irregardless of race, creed, or color. Galatians 3.28 declares this, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Yeshua. In sharing Matthew 24 verse 11 through 12, we also find others within the 20th century who deceived many because of lawlessness. Jim Jones was the founder of People's Temple. He claimed to be the reincarnation of Jesus. Jim Jones organized a mass murder-suicide at Jonestown, Guana on November 18, 1978. He shot himself after the murders were done, and Jim Jones led the People's Temple between 1955 and 1978 in what he called revolutionary suicide. The events that occurred at Jonestown have had a defining influence on society's perception of cults. 
David Koresh was an American cult leader who played a central role in the Waco siege of 1993. Koresh was the head of the Branch Davidians, which was a religious sect of the Seventh-day Adventists. Koresh claimed to be their final prophet and he also proclaimed that he was the end-time Christ who would reveal the meaning of the seven seals of the book of Revelation. The Waco siege was ultimately a 51-day standoff. Early during the 51-day standoff, 44 people were released from the Branch Davidians. 76 Branch Davidians, including 20 children and two miscarried babies, died. It was reported that nine Branch Davidians escaped the fire. Koresh later died of a gunshot wound as the Branch Davidian compound was destroyed by fire. He died in 1993. There are still many other cults and false teachers today. There are too many to name. Let us take a look at Hebrews 6 verses 4 through 6 which declares, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. If they fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. What is apostasy? Apostasy is the rejection of Christ by one who has been a Christian. In other words, the falling away are those believers who once accepted salvation as a believer. Apostasy is the total rejection of Christianity. We are talking about those believers who at one time having the Christian faith but now have departed from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, to the rejection of one or more Christian doctrines. Every believer who once accepted his holy word and accepted his holy promises walks away from the things of Elohim God when they were once enlightened and when they once tasted the heavenly gift and tasted the good word, knowing that they were once partakers of the Holy Spirit. We as believers are to seek to renew them again through repentance. If they do not repent, they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. This is a very serious matter, for that person will put Christ to public disgrace. We shared what Apostle Paul declared in 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 9 through 12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. This strong delusion that Elohim will allow to come upon the people we're talking about those who have fallen away and those who have been deceived to believe the lie 
will also be condemned because they did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. It is important to remember that the law has not been abolished. Let us read 1 John 3 and 4, which declares, Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Are we to keep the law of Elohim God? Some are saying we're under grace and we no longer need to keep the law or the commandments. So if we Christians hope for victory over sin, we shouldn't have any relationship with the law, not even the Ten Commandments. Let us not be misled. The truth is we are to keep the moral law of Elohim God and we are to keep his commandments. Let us pay close attention to Matthew 5:19, which reads, Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Yeshua said, If you love me, keep my commandments, found in John 14, verse 15. Let us understand Yeshua has already declared in Matthew 5 and 17. This, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. We call him Yeshua because that's his Hebrew name. That's the name he came to earth with and the name he was born with over in the Middle East. What Yeshua has already given us has been sealed with his holy blood. Let us discuss those who have fallen away and continue to fall away and mislead others because of lawlessness. The keeping of the Sabbath is not one of the provisions of the New Covenant. It's part of the Old Covenant. Let us understand that the keeping of the Sabbath is not just for the Old Covenant, which is the Old Testament. The keeping of the Sabbath was made on the seventh day in the very beginning of creation. Man was created on the sixth day, which was the day before the Sabbath. And this is why Yeshua clearly tells us in the New Testament of Mark 2.27 that he made the Sabbath for man. In other words, after Yeshua, our Hebrew Savior, created man, he made the seventh day that mankind would enter into his rest with joy, praise, and worship. One of the signs of the covenant that God had with Israel in the Old Testament was the Sabbath day. Now, I grew up in the Baptist church, in a very traditional Baptist church at that, and I grew up going to Sunday school and vacation Bible school. And when I went to vacation Bible school and Sunday school, they taught me about the Sabbath day. 
And there was a great debate going on at that time as to what day was the real day to worship God. That debate continues to this day and has existed all the way back uh, to the Old Testament, Old Testament theology as to what is the right day uh, to worship God. In spite of the fact that the New Testament tells us not to give respect of days, we're still debating over what day we ought to worship. I had run into some good friends uh, as a young man as a seven, that were seven-day Adventists, and I still have a lot of friends who worship the Lord uh, on Saturday, which technically is the Sabbath day. And there was a great deal of debate going on with them as to uh, what was the right day to worship God. I have absolutely no problem with anybody who chooses to go to church on Saturday. Uh, I have no problem with that. I would never debate that. I would never argue about it. I can pass by the Seventh-day Adventist Church and wave and respect and appreciate their right to worship uh, on Saturday, uh, probably because I also uh, worship on Saturday. Yeah, I do. I hope that does not exempt me from an opportunity to serve as your pastor, but I, I worship on Saturday. I always, ever since I've been saved, I've worshiped uh, on Saturday and, uh, and Friday and, and, and Thursday and generally on Wednesday too and, 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 and Tuesday uh, and, and Monday uh, as well and, and, and Sunday. Sunday also. A debate about what day to worship Elohim as we shared earlier in this teaching. Yeshua created the one day for man to enter into his rest. In no way does it say he created every day of the week for man to enter into his rest. Yeshua, whom man has renamed Jesus, made the set-apart day that man would enter into that day. He made man on the sixth day, and he gave us the seventh day in the very beginning of creation to rest in that day. This is why he says he made it for us, for those who can come into his rest. Nowhere in scripture will you find he made the seventh day for the Jews. Nowhere in scripture will you find he made the seventh day for the seventh day of Venice or any other denomination. Was Yeshua a seventh day Adventist who told us to remember the seventh day to keep it holy? Absolutely not. Let us hold fast to his word that he set it apart, sanctified it, made it holy. And the false teachings that many of us have been under for centuries through the traditions of men has caused many to fall away. Now let us listen to this message again to see what is said wrong here because it is not every day of the week appointed to man as a holy day. We as believers must remember that. I have absolutely no problem with anybody who chooses to go to church on Saturday. I can pass by the Seventh-day Adventist Church and wave and respect and appreciate their right to worship uh, on Saturday, uh, probably because I also uh, worship on Saturday. Yeah, I do. 
I hope that does not exempt me from an opportunity to serve as your pastor, but I, I worship on Saturday. I always, ever since I've been saved, I've worshiped uh, on Saturday and, uh, and Friday. And, and, and Thursday. And generally on Wednesday too. And, 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 and Tuesday uh, and, and Monday uh, as well. And, and, and Sunday. Sunday also. In no way should we mislead others to not teach the set apart holy day that has been appointed to man. Yeshua warns us in the new covenant of Matthew 5:19 which reads Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven but whoever does and teaches them he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven In no way are we to debate as believers in Christ over what day we should worship when our Holy Savior has already sanctified and made holy the appointed seventh day of the week. Every day of the week is blessed and we are to acknowledge each day with thanksgiving. However, we are not to confuse others in the day that our Holy Savior has said to remember. He tells us in John 14:15, if we love him, keep his commandment. When we come into the rest that our Holy Savior has appointed for our lives, which is the seventh day of the week, Saturday, we are exercising the set-apart holy day upon the earth that has been mandated. This set-apart holy day will bring us into the shadow of things to come in the new heaven and the new earth recorded in Isaiah 66:22 through 23 after not knowing the truth because many of us were not taught the truth now knowing and hearing the truth when we choose not to keep the seventh day sabbath we are breaking the fourth commandment. The falling away has been happening for centuries with those who refuse to enter into his rest. In Colossians 2 verses 16 through 17 it is written, So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. Let us understand that Apostle Paul was saying to the Colossians, let no one judge you in keeping the Sabbath. The Colossians were a Gentile congregation that was actually keeping the Sabbath. The main issue that Apostle Paul was addressing to the Colossians was the pagan philosophies that was infiltrating the body of Christ. When we read Colossians 2, we find Apostle Paul addressing pagan philosophies in verse 4. And he also addresses the traditions of men in verse 8. He talks about the principalities and powers in verse 15, the false humility 
and the worship of angels in verse 18. Apostle Paul was addressing the issue that the Colossians were experiencing in Colossians 2 verses 14 through 17. It was concerning the handwriting of ordinances, which was taken out of the way and nailed to the cross. Apostle Paul was warning the new converts who were keeping the Sabbath to not let anyone judge them in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. In other words, he was telling them the substance is of Christ. We shared earlier, Apostle Paul was simply telling the new Gentile Christian believers in Colossians 2, 16 through 17, not to allow anyone to judge them for keeping the Sabbath. These Gentile, non-Jewish Christian believers were keeping the Sabbath. For centuries, many Christian believers have fallen away from observing and keeping the Sabbath. Many believers are under the false teachings that they no longer have to keep the law, his Torah. This falling away has been going on for centuries, then and now. For many who have made Saturday their busiest day of the week, sadly, Many continue to break the fourth commandment, teaching the misunderstandings of Apostle Paul in Colossians 2, verses 16 through 17. Keeping the Sabbath is a shadow of things to come. And will be worshipped in the new heavens and the new earth. Let us take a look at Isaiah 66, verses 22 and 23 which references things to come. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Let us stay reminded that we must not be deceived the falling away has already begun. Can a believer be restored? Absolutely. Hebrews 6, 4-6 through 6 declares, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of Elohim God and the powers of the age to come. If they fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. We serve a loving and forgiving God. Let us leave you with these encouraging words found in Ezekiel 18 and 21. But if a wicked man turns from all his sins which he has committed, keeps all my statutes, and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Let us not be shaken in mind nor troubled, neither by spirit nor by word. Let us not be deceived during these end times. Let us stay alert, knowing that the falling away is already upon us. 
And let us pray one for the other that those who are not saved will accept Yeshua Jesus as their Savior. The Holy Word of Elohim God declares that if you confess with your mouth Yeshua Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that Elohim God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We pray that you accept Elohim God for your life today. Let us study to show ourselves approved unto Elohim, a workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. We pray you took notes on what was given on today's message. Amen. Amen. We are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Yes. It's very, very, very important that we're not to be stressed about what has already been written yes, and already Lord. foretold. And we're to keep the peace within ourselves and continue to pray for the peace of Israel. Now let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5 and 3. For when they say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. As labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. These are the words of Elohim God. Yes, Lord. Given to the prophets. When they say peace and safety, there will be no peace and safety until Yeshua returns. That's right. That's right. And let us also stay reminded of Joel 3, verse 1 through 2. For behold, in those days and at that time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will enter into judgment with them there yes. on account of my people, my heritage, Israel, yes. whom they have scattered among the nations. They have also divided up my land. We are to pray for our safety as believers and our survival during these end times. Yes, may the holy God of Israel bless and protect us all. That's right. That's May right. the holy God of Israel bless and, and protect, protect us all. Right. Yes. Amen. And just remember, we love you. Elohim loves you more. God bless you. God bless you. For the time has come. Welcome Holy Spirit International Ministry for my learning Bible sessions are here. It is important to know that these Bible sessions are here to help prepare you as his elect bride before our Holy Messiah returns. If you are hearing this, you have been graced to make a change in your life. We are not to take God's good grace for granted. Our Holy Savior has already prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane and paid with his holy blood 
the price for our lives on Calvary's cross. Please know our lives are being recorded. It's time to prepare yourself according to his holy word, according to his law, his Torah, which are the first five books of the Bible, and according to his commandments. Four of my learning sessions will help you advance within the kingdom of Elohim. Let us stay reminded of John 15, 7, which declares this, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. These learning sessions are not based upon denominations or man-made traditions, nor what church you attend. Let us learn who our Hebrew Savior is, learn of his culture, his mannerisms, his practices. What feast days did he keep and why? Do you know your Hebrew Savior you say you are following? It's important to know who our Hebrew Savior is, more so than who we are. It's time to get unlearned from the traditions of men to learn through the Hebrew eyes of our Holy Messiah. He's coming back for one elect bride. Let us prepare ourselves for our learning sessions. You'll be signing up for a one-hour line-up online session. When you give, you are investing back into the kingdom of Elohim God for your learning and spiritual growth. You may ask, how do I get started with four of my learning sessions? Visit our website. Go to www.welcomeholyspiritintlministry.org forward slash the number four my learning sessions and fill out the form we have provided for you to include your date, time, your one-on-one -on -one session, or how many will be in your session. For further information, dial 1-800-592-3767. That's 1-800-592-3767. We pray you do not miss this opportunity. Welcome to our very best travel. Offering to you our very best rates. Reserve your trip today. Plan your journey with Vax Vacation, Princess Cruises, Norwegian Cruise Line, MSCBook.com, Delta Vacations, Vacation Express. Offering scheduled flights within New York, Chicago, Miami, Dallas, Denver, LA, and more. AMA Waterwaves, American Airlines Vacations, Barcelo Pro in Spain, Beds Online, Celebrity Cruises. Visit our website www.evotravelagent.com forward slash the letter R very best travel. Let us help you make it happen. Please follow us on Instagram, the number four, 
The time has come. Follow us on Twitter at the letter R Hebrew Savior. On Facebook, the number four, the time has come, WHSI Ministry. Let us walk this walk out together. If this program has been a blessing to you, please sow your generous love offerings to www.welcomeholyspiritintlministry.org. That's www.welcomeholyspiritintlministry.org. To give, use the donate buttons on the website and help us continue to bring the uncompromising gospel around the world during these end times. Join us next time on For the Time Has Come with Apostle Sheldon and Prophet Sharon. The servant heart of our Nigerian brother, Nathaniel Bassey, has granted us permission to use his music with our teachings. Let us thank the Father for his gift as we worship together in oneness. For a spirit of heaviness, he gives us a garment of praise. But I want you to know regardless that whatever the enemy meant for evil, God is turning it around for good. Are you ready? What the enemy meant for evil, God has turned That's it right. around, turned it around. What the enemy meant for evil, God has turned it around for my... How many of you have that testimony? Come on, let's trip say. Stand singing this song. It's a declaration of faith.
Jehovah Jireh 